Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Blackcast on my phone, ready to play right now. So I got there's a couple of work messages I need to respond to, but we can start. I don't mind you coming here and wasting all my time, time. Cause when you're standing out so near, I kinda lose my mind, yeah. It's not the perfume that you wear. says we can start so welcome to the podcast it is i christian blatt presented by will sterling over there on the far end of the desk jeff duray presented by sterling will jeff it's been a couple of weeks a month year uh decade so you've had time to grab duray jeff on twitter i have and uh are you lighting the world up with it yeah the world's on fire i was kind of expecting you to say no because Oh, we only had about eight seconds. Oh no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, so I was remembering. Oh, and uh, this is the black cast. Welcome, because uh, you shouldn't be surprised. Welcome no, I to that. the we, black no, cast. No, you were on your phone. Is this we already a beer? did. Oh, is this a beer? It's a pretend beer. Is that some, is that a beer? It, people do we we let people think it's a beer. It's a light beer. You know, it's a really light beer. Yeah. It's a non. It's a near it's beer. It's a queer beer. Yeah, it's. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you make him uncomfortable when you say that. <laughs> it's like having sex in a canoe, fucking pretty close to water. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what? I just heard that somewhere sometime. Anyway, a uh, lot of things to talk about on on the black cast. Uh, the most important is that um, it chapter two is out now. So are you guys gonna go see that together without me too? Oh. Mm-hmm. Did we see it together without you? Like as some slight to you, or yeah. did you have a fucking baby? It was all. I, I mean, I've, I've always had a baby. Honestly, like I don't remember a time in my life when I didn't. Well, so. now you got two of them. Uh, when was that? Out? Was that out last year? Or was that out two, two years? Two years ago. Oh yeah. So then I had like a little baby. It was like two one. September's ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wait, no, two September's ago. No, I, there was no just September seventeen. Oh, how do you remember the exact day? No, no said September seventeen. Oh, I was like September seventeenth. How do you yeah. fucking remember that? <laughs> It's my dad's birthday. That's how Whoa, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Papa Blatt's birthday. Yeah. So, uh, Willard, in case you're wondering. Oh. For real. Like, Willard. with the my dad's rats and everything? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. But he goes shit. by Bill, right? He totally goes by Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not Willard? Why not Bill? Named after <laughs> that, that one movie well, with the rats. Because that movie with the rat, the original version came out when he was a kid. So, uh, he did not use that name. My dad's name is uh, Willard Olaf Blatt. Willard Olaf Blatt! And uh, I think there was a minute where he thought that he deserved to have a junior. And, uh, you know, there's, look, you can always have things you hold against your parents, but uh, my mother was like, uh, no. <laughs> not Willard not, Olaf Jr. We will not be having a Willard Olaf Blatt Jr. Oh, yeah, my name is Willard Olaf! Yeah, Willard Olaf! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you like some. some. <laughs> pickled herring? Pickled herring? Would you like some fermented. Fish jerky? We, <laughs> <laughs> we have schnitzel? Yeah. Weird foods they eat in Scandinavia. I don't even know what that accent is. It's just a general accent. 
Well, those people are white, so I can make that accent. That's the accent. You know, we could do white yeah. accents. Yeah, white accents are the worst. I know. Y'all, see what I did? Whoa! See what I done? Whoa! Whoa. What people say, y'all? Yeah, that's what I'm like saying, y'all. The Scandinavian community sends you a letter to let you know how insensitive you have been. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be. Yeah. You have. Hey, as soon as I learned fish, as soon as I learned how to read, am I right or am I right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. You uh, take like. You know, ethnic jokes. The let's be honest. The, we've all heard Polish jokes, but it's then true. you assign them to a different race, and you just you know. I I I mean, I a I mean, different white race. Yeah. I, okay. I I would I would say I would say a different white race, but yeah. uh, or I guess I could just uh, assign them to Gungans. I don't think anybody likes oh, Gungans. Nobody likes Gungans. So like, how many Gungans does it take to change a light bulb? You know, I mean, how many? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen them do it. Misa? No, it's, uh, four, it do it. it's four. Uh, one to hold the light bulb and three to spin the ladder. <laughs> That's Gungans. <laughs> it's fun. Did you hear what happened to the Gungan, uh, the Gungan Navy? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Gungan Navy. <laughs> do they they all drowned because they had a screen door in their battleship. But it's actually submarine because uh, those are Biff Tannen jokes that you uh, always get make wrong. Like, <laughs> make a tree and, and get out of here. But the better part is that the Gungans lived in the waters. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> thing that they would know better. So fucking dumb. Mesa people are gonna. <laughs> Lisa anyway, people drowning in our own homes. By the way, their leader boss. Nasty. I can't wait until we get the Disney Plus <laughs> Disney Plus series, Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. I'll do it. You'll be Jar Jar. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't I'll you? Do it, but I'll be like a cool Jar Jar. I'll have <laughs> the rock. I'll have the rock rule of me only getting hit two times, <laughs> and then just being fucking huge and wearing the dangly headpieces and be like, Misa called Jar Jar Binks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Misa, Misa, badass warrior of my people. Misa raise one eyebrow and fucking eat a big but bite full of pancakes. He's also and call a, you a pussy. He's also a ladies' man. So he's like, <laughs> I can't stop. Misa jumped my vet over a mountain. Yeah. Misa gonna come over there and destroy that pussy. <laughs> Georgia. Can you smoke, smell what Misa cooking? <laughs> See, no, because underwater the fish don't stink. Oh. Uh, Bobby's World reference, anyone? And neither does the pussy. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> so oh, I could the, use the P word every so once in a while. Every once in a while. <laughs> you gotta, it's a quota. You know, there's a quota. A P oh, and a B boy. quota. So, but which one do you think is worse to use, uh, pussy or bitch? Or bastard. I actually don't say pussy very often, and I don't use that to describe other people. I usually use it Except when, I'm when like, you're talking about Bajensky. No, honestly, the only time I use that word is usually when I'm like parroting like over masculine people. Like I'm gonna eat that. We're gonna. I'm gonna crush some puss. Like yeah, ugh, like totally. fucking morons who say that are like, get that pussy. I'm like, stop it. Smoking like a guy who doesn't I think crush the word puss. bitch is like fun. That's the hard <laughs> part. Is like we're not supposed to say it. I don't crush I don't my think puss. Of it I like, recycle it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Recycle, <laughs> reduce, reuse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that's the kind of puss that I've that's been around in my days. The reused. Yeah. Uh, I think the B word is just funny, but it's hard because it's like in culture now. Um, I mean, women and the LGBTQ plus community use it in like a funny way. You know yeah. what I mean? So like I hear it in like a sassy way. So it it makes me think it's f like a funny word. You know what I mean? Sure. But as a straight white cisgendered man, 
you know, probably not supposed to use it, but it's kind of funny when it's about to be like, what's up, bitch? You know what I mean? It's kind of fun. I mean, it See, is. I just want one word. You know, I just want to be able to have a pass on one Oh, bitch. I'm sorry. As a white man, you have all the words. Can't I have well. a pass on bitch? I, uh, it's funny. And I'm like uh, genuinely asking this. Like, who's really getting up in arms over bitch? Just, uh, just some people. No, I mean, there's... there's a, you And know, not that many. There's no, some people yeah. who are like, don't it, say that. It's I'm just like, like you know, on Twitter, if you were to call somebody a bitch, that's where you, but see, get, that's so much, you get so much attention because it's on Twitter. But I never use people that... Brave. I only use that word when I'm being over-the-top ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, sometimes it's like, if you're going to describe somebody, it's like, well, she's a little bit of a bitch. Like, because some people are. Sometimes, you know, people just being a bitch. Yeah, I like, definitely speak in collo- quill- colloquialisms. Soliloquies. Soliloquies. Colloquialisms. I am a like contaminator. People just being fucking dicks. You know, yeah, like, you're right. Just being a dick. Being a dick. Being a douche. Being a bitch. It is. <laughs> I was at work and I was talking about something I don't remember, and I was just like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'm not into that gay shit." And I was just like, oh, uh, "That's not how I meant 2019. it." Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. But it was just like. I was just very much channeling my upbringing where it was like, oh, I wasn't even bringing yeah. like the gay community into this whatsoever. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, uh, look, your intent, your intent is clear, yeah. but it doesn't matter because it's, it's all about the perception. Yeah. Now, of course, like, you know, you grow up a certain way. You might say like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that gay shit. But now the gay stuff is the best stuff. Like you yeah. have to make sure that that's what but it's like. For again, it. just to the clarify, I great. wasn't even talking yeah. about like when I was like, oh, I'm not into that gay shit. I wasn't saying, I even addressing anything homosexual right like, no no just whatever it was yeah or whatever right which is yeah like we all i said that in high school i said the f word a bunch like it was and then as i got older and i realized like oh i have family and friends who are gay yeah. i'm like cool so let's let's cool it see i almost had like with a, those words a, a secondary thing with that because it's like it that is another one that i i know everybody did it but it's like especially i feel like in new england and like suburban boston well yeah that word was just so oh no it was i mean where i grew up in the new york state yeah. is, the, is the you know when you say that well, in the derogatory Q, yeah because well, that's like but that's like part of a character like what are you queer yeah but it usually doesn't mean are you a homosexual sometimes it does yeah but it also means like you know what are you stupid basically yeah. what are you an idiot uh but like what are you not buying your cars from bach toyota but then at Emerson, where there's a huge gay population, mm-hmm. right? The gay guys were addressing each other in that way, like, yeah. "Oh, hey, my whatever." It's yeah, like in a way of like re-co-opting it, and, and that's fine. I get that, but I'm just saying it's like, look, I'm coming at the same time when this the the same group of people that are telling me like I can't use this word in a way that I'm using it unintentionally harmfully, like I'm trying not to say it or something. Uh, because I re- reckon I'm not just not I'm not looking for smoke when I say something yeah. right like I'm not trying to create no. hostility I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings like that's not who I am I don't want anybody to feel bad because I said something mm-hmm. unless I do it intentionally that's different uh, though, yeah. but it, but but like these same people were like throwing the word out and then getting upset with me for mistakenly having said it and it was just like I, I get where you're coming from but you need to like you need to come back at me at this with kind of like a reasonable response and understand that it's like I didn't say it to hurt your feelings mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not trying to to create a bunch of shit and if that word is so untouchable stop fucking saying it yourself because you're normalizing it as well by saying well, it well, in, the, in a conversation if you're right. in a conversation with a group of people and one person and like you're trying not to say this word because it's just like and it's again I feel like the, it, it's like it's 
a particular situation. Because if it was the N word, it'd be like, yeah, no, I know how not well, to say that. But see, that was it, never it, part the of difference. The, that word, of course, the, the N word has the history and the connotation with it. But in the sense you're talking about, you could hear people conversationally using it, black people saying it to each other. And I but know you how know not, not to say it because it's never but, been a part of my right. common vernacular. Unfortunately, the F word was. So it's like, I my whole thing was, I was like, I feel like this is a shit situation because I'm trying to be yeah. cool here. And I feel like it's like, you're making it harder, and I, then you're not understanding how that's the situation. I think the rule of thumb is, if it uh, offends or hurts a certain community, and it doesn't really bring you any value or joy to use a word that affects in a negative way a, an entire group of people, we should do our best to not use it. Sure. But in general, everybody makes mistakes, and people have old behavioral patterns that are hard to break from, or things that are usual. But in like, it's when people are like, Fuck you! I can say whatever I want. And they like keep doing it on purpose. It's like ugh, you're just yeah. Being a no, and I asshole. think that yeah, you're right though. But like you make don't, an effort don't not to say it necess- or do it. Yeah. But every once in a while, like people say the wrong thing all the time, regardless of what community you're in. You, you know, don't, like no one's perfect. You don't necessarily get the value out of the words that you're you know that you're talking about. And yeah, so the person you're talking about hypothetically, who sounds like they'd be friends with the app, is just somebody <laughs> that uses the word because it's like, oh, you don't like it. Well, yeah. what am I saying again? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that you know, it's not. It shouldn't be that important a word to people that. You yeah. Know, why do you want to? Why do you need yeah. it? To like me, for me, it's like you're gonna have to pry cunt out of my cold dead hands oh, to not be able to say you that you really like that word I mean it's fun, fun you know it's continued that to be like, fun that it's so funny as a kid like swearing I would swear up and down in school and like try to make parents not realize you swear but verboten words to me forever were the n-word and the c-word well the c-word and that just became a pattern of behavior that like yeah. I'd only ever say the c-word when we joke in British accent right, right. And you, because <laughs> that means it's like you're my best friend right. you know the, the power of that word is that there's a the the first cut of Saturday Night Fever the movie mm-hmm. he calls a girl a cunt in it so it was rated R because he said cunt Whoa. and then so you take it out it's like well they didn't have PG thirteen so no I think they wanted to rate it X or something because they didn't have NC seventeen yeah so like they they had to have like an unrated version and yeah. they're like all right well then let's just take the stupid word out yeah but it's like it's like a it's like an important scene like you know <laughs> so anyway uh, yeah it's hard to figure out how to use all these words and. This ties into directly into something I wanted to talk about. It doesn't matter, but have either of you seen the latest Dave Chappelle special, Sticks and Stones? Mm-hmm. I Will has, yeah, no. and you haven't. No. So it doesn't matter uh, because uh, you know this is just one of the things he talks about in it is that when he was doing his TV show, he had a sketch that had that F word in it for homosexual, and he went into standards and practices, and they were like, well, you know, you can't say that word. And Jeff's laughing because he knows where it's going, uh, uh, and. He's like, oh, I can't. It's like, yeah, because you're not that. And then he's like, okay, well, then I won't use it. And then he starts to walk out, and he's like, wait a minute. You let me use the N-word left and right. And she's like, yeah. He's like, I'm not one of those either. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that that was actually very funny. Uh, But, and, you know, it's just a good example of sort of the the content of that special, Mm. uh, which I thought was great. And I watched it because I thought, like, oh, maybe I'll talk about this with... Dennis Miller on my day job and I'm glad I did because he had like just watched it the night before too so we talked a lot about it on the podcast and you know just sort of like it's kind of a reminder of 
you know, sure, you can say it's a reminder, and some of the reviews of it will say that it's it's like, oh, uh, I think one of the ones I saw the headline is that Dave Chappelle's still living in the 80s, you know, when you could make jokes like this. Mm, and yeah. if you look at, like, an Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy Raw, like, a lot of the things he said, you know. Am I a terrible you, person? Because my mind is like, you mean when people were funny? Well, that's the thing. It's like, he's a comedian, he's making jokes, and he's like, he's very calculated about what he says and when he uses different words, and, you know, he, he, uh, he talks about he talks about trans things and it's so funny because he's like he talks about the the alphabet people so it's a l g b and q all like him but t hates him mm -hmm. because they're the ones that you can't joke about is basically what he was saying and you know i mean there's there's way more to it than that but it it's it's very insightful but it, it, it not in the way where it's like i'm going to think about i can give you comedy to think about it's just it's really funny in the moment mm -hmm. and i don't know jeff what did you think about it just uh, generally speaking when i saw it i just thought it was hilarious yeah. i was like but this is also like dave Chappelle was right in my hate like i think a lot of people develop their sense of humor right around that like middle school high school yeah, time sure yeah and that's right when the Chappelle show was coming out so right. it's just like i was like oh this is hilarious this yeah. takes, it with takes my me dad and to... i remember my dad that it was so funny and I, yeah. like, my dad wasn't a buttoned up person but i obviously grew up like very well not super religious but religious enough to where like they didn't really laugh at that kind of stuff yeah but my dad my dad just thought it was so funny but that's how that's how funny it was yeah. how he could not laugh it yeah. was just brilliant and so I appreciated it, and I felt like, <laughs> I mean, I think I mentioned this in the car ride where I was like, oh, I could see how he was trying to set things up in a way where he's being like, look, I understand that this is offensive. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. And so but it's that's exactly like, what he did. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look, if you want to get pissed, it's <laughs> it's as stupid as an analogy as it is. It's like the fucking rap end scene from Eight Mile. It's like he's already he already said what you're saying about him, like. You, you're not saying anything new. He knows yeah. it's offensive. Like, right. So what's the point? Like right. either enjoy it or don't, and just don't watch if you don't enjoy it. Like I don't. There's no need for this to have any controversy. You either thought it was funny mm -hmm. and you should watch it and laugh, mm -hmm. or you didn't and you should be like, oh, I didn't and, really think and that I was think funny. You can even watch it and go like, oh, you know, he said that thing about the group that I'm a part of, and uh, you know, I know he's trying to be funny. He's not. He's not an evil person. And you can be like, all right, well, I wish he didn't say that thing that made me feel a little bad. But I. But you can continue to watch it. Um, I watched it with Heather, who was like planning on working. She didn't have any interest in watching it because it's just like, well, I'm gonna sit up and watch like a stand-up comedian's uh, special at like midnight or whenever we watched it so she was gonna work but she was just she just kept laughing the whole time because it was so funny yeah. and you know I mean it's uh, I think it's he's unfortunately just kind of doing the same act that you would have done 10 years ago is now brave yeah you know because yeah. it's not like it's yeah. it's so crazy no. like like stuff in like eddie murphy raw and and eddie murphy delirious you're like oh okay that didn't age well yep. but you can like i remember it being funny at that time and it was you know it, you can look at it or, or whatever but i think that you know comedy in particular has become this thing where you the the concept of anti-comedy is out there mm -hmm. because of something called Nanette that I just can't fucking watch and oh, I never watched saw that. the Hannah Gatsby mm -hmm. where she like doesn't really do comedy and I think she tells a story about how she was raped and I I feel terrible that that happened to her but I'm like okay but this isn't a this why, is, why so is this build, label that why is this build as a comedy why is it not like a one person show, show? Yeah. yeah so I'm like that's that's I don't think that that's comedy hmm. and uh, so the the indication that you know comedy was moving away from from jokes i think is something that somebody like dave chappelle will will certainly notice and i know uh bill burr has a special coming up you know like they always have sort of there's always a a, a legion of specials coming out on on netflix but i thought the best indication of this and i saw this story is that when the special first went up on netflix 
the critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes was zero. It was the first time that it ever happened. The fan rating was 99 percent <laughs> so i'm just like well yeah and then uh somebody so said, not a single critic decided to say that they liked well it. at that time it's it evened out a little bit okay so like the average is now like 54 percent or something because okay. you've gotten some critics and then you've had fans who also were like well i didn't think it was funny right, right. it evened out but just that was the initial you know and it's just like yeah and you know everybody th- who was forced to watch this didn't like it yeah. everybody who chose to watch yeah. it loved it right, exactly yeah. and it's like yeah wonderful and, but then it's also like you know look you're in a tough spot when you have to like review something like this because it's like what establishment do you write for mm-hmm. like what's your outlet yeah and if you say that you loved it because it was funny and people are too uptight is that going to go against the, you know, where your bread is buttered, you know, where whoever's signing your check? And so I wonder if people, you know, look, people could have just been like, oh, you know, it's really an antiquated way to look at the world. I don't think that's funny. That's fine. But I wonder how many people watched it and were just like, well, I can't say that I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that happens with movies sometimes, too. You know, did you see there was like a vice mm-hmm. writer who was like, cancel Dave Chappelle? Yeah. What he even said during it's like, I don't know if I'm going to get canceled. And, uh, you I know, thought I, Vice was supposed to be like a little edgy. Yeah. You, you thought that. They you? were edging. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. They were. Uh, so I just thought it was an interesting kind of uh, because so it was funny. And, you know, he, he talks about everybody. You know, he, he does use that F word. He does talk about trans people. Um, but there. Does he tell this story during the show where there's also an epilogue mm. where he talks about he was doing shows in San Francisco and there was a trans woman who I came? I think that the story about her is in the original thing. It's because, in the actual thing. Because yeah. there's either way, it's a, I love that story. I've brought it up before and I think I was uh, talking about it last night with some coworkers of ours uh, because I thought, like, there's your point right there, you know? Uh, so essentially, at this point, he um, there's a woman, uh, a trans woman, who's been watching his shows, and she's been attending like multiples of his shows. And he uh, said that he was watching her, and she was laughing and enjoying the shows, and he was really uh, happy about it. And he was right about to get into his like trans material, and he was like, he was almost like thought to himself, like, should I do this? Like, this woman looks like she's having a good time. I really don't want to like fuck her night up. And then he was yeah. like. Look, if I can't do it in front of her, I shouldn't do it at all. So he went right into which is, it. Which is a great point, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And so then she was at the bar afterwards, and he went and had a wonderful conversation with her. She was saying how much she loved it and all this stuff. And uh, she brought up, like, the New York Times article that was saying, uh, essentially blaming him for some of the stuff that had happened with R. Kelly by saying when he made, like, the jokes and the videos Mm. back from the Chappelle show, he normalized the behavior, Mm -hmm. which allowed it to continue as long as it did. And then she makes the point of, like, well, if making jokes about R. Kelly normalizes them, how have your trans jokes not normalized the trans community? Hmm. Yeah, which is such a great point, you know. I I thought that, uh, and you summarized it better than I did, so thank you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for being smarter than me. And, yeah, I just think that, and so that's sort of the way that it works. It's funny, but he also, you know, he interjects some some of that kind of stuff in there. And I hadn't actually watched, I think this is his fifth Netflix special, and I'd heard that the other ones are all great, but I hadn't watched. But this is the one you started to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, you heard the people raving about it, but then you also started to see the backlash against it. And and I feel like that's where, like, to me, right now, that's where 
kind of you know if a comedy is going to be good or not is that it's pissing some people off because yeah. nowadays like yeah. if it's not pissing anybody off then it's like well you didn't go anywhere it's why i insist that the last jedi is the best of the new star wars movies including the prequels the best so you think it's the best of the two because, because but no the i know what you mean now visceral yeah. emotional because reaction it was so to it. divisive and i was like oh so it made you feel and yeah. give a shit and and think about movies as opposed to all the other movies which have just been fine you know what I mean and like so inoffensive everything's cool it's just a remake of something else or it's whatever it's like finally you have something where it's making people think and talk and obviously people are getting like vehemently angry over a movie which like everyone needs to fucking calm down but I was like to me that is the benchmark of a good thing you know what I mean it's like we're having a conversation about this as opposed to being like wasn't The Force Awakens great? Oh my god, it was so good. So anyway, what were you guys <laughs> planning to do for the weekend? You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's that movie. No, it's I like it, it bothers nobody. It's entertaining, and it just fucking goes like no one will remember that. Everyone remember how fucking angry people were on how much they loved or hated the Last Jedi. And I'm like, I'm really appreciative of that movie because that movie was fucking awesome, and I'm glad to be on that side. I'm on the right side of history, you guys. I'm not- uh, you are, but I'm, I can. I, I, I already know that uh, episode nine is garbage. I, I've seen it. No, I, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I, I'm gonna start the wave on that one. Uh, but so yeah, and I think that yeah. But here's the thing. So it's like something like a Dave Chappelle, Chappelle special. It's great if it starts a conversation. But usually, people who are angry about something like that don't want to have a conversation. It's true. They just want to be able to yell. Yeah. I saw some posts like about... Yeah, they're a perfect <laughs> they example. by your conversation. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. It's bad. Fuck I, you. I saw a post about the uh, the MTV uh, Video Music Awards, which apparently still happen. Yes. And uh, Sebastian Maniscalco hosted it. And I saw a post. Somebody was like, he was funny until he wasn't. And she wrote about how she went to the VMAs to be a safe space. Mm. And he made it not a safe space by joking about safe spaces. And then I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, I think this bitch needs to be in a safe space and not watch even, TV. Even though, I mean, I, and I don't know if I'm honestly, because I think I'm a pretty pragmatic person and I, I can have polite discourse with people who disagree with me on Twitter. Listeners of the show know this. So I'm not so far to the left that I'm like like that. But I've just never understood the notion of safe spaces because I'm like, the world is a fucking crazy a ter- ass The world place. is a terrible place, by the way. If no one taught you that you need to have a spine no matter what community you belong to like if no one taught if your parents didn't tell you like hey bad shit happens yeah and you have to learn to cope with it like my mom died when i was 15 and it wasn't like oh and everybody coddled me i had to somehow figure that shit out and people were supportive nobody was positive or negative in any true way i mean like i had all these different things but i was like oh the world is really fucking hard and if we don't find trying to find a way to make the best of it and find good things in bad things always find the silver lining and stay positive then what do we have and i think that people who were like looking for like safe spaces are genuinely actually pretty negative people yeah because they don't understand what it means to persevere or understand what it means to have some malleability existing in the world because if you like step into the world and you're like i hope today everyone fucking agrees with me because if they don't i'm gonna be so fucking mad it's like that i can't tell you enough how disappointed and upset you're going to be every single day every day yeah uh, this is almost going to sound like a joke, but I'm like ha- kind of serious when I'm saying it. Like the safe space exists. It's in a mental hospital in a padded room. Mm-hmm. Like that's a safe space. Well, that's if, a you, safe if you space need to be safe, there's yeah. your safe space. Right. And, 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Look, like, I, that's and, the reality. And, look, but. you can you can sort of you can feel like your your home with your family is a safe space, mm-hmm. but you know it depends on you can feel the, safe but, in a space. Yeah, but, but it depends. On I your mean, there family. are spaces where you should feel safe that are becoming yeah, like schools. You know what I mean? Like, ideally, mm. you should feel safe in school. No one feels safe in school anymore because people just get fucking shot there. Right. But, but then it's also like when you take it even down from that, it's just you know like yeah. bullying, which I sure remember being that 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 was in school. It's not. Sure. That's that not a like, new invention. Right. That was a, right. I understand I, uh, the whole bullying movement. I'm like, look, I absolutely 100% understand that there are you so mean the many. Up, the bullying movement, the uprising of the bullies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the rise of Star power. Wars Basically, episode like, taking back the power. The Hall of Doom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but bullies. <laughs> uh, no, just like ever. I mean, it's been probably like the last 10 years, really, like right around when we were graduating college is when the whole bullying Speak movement. Because that bullying, that documentary that bu- that bully yeah. came yeah. out right around then. And that's when it really became like a big battle cry. It's always kind of existed. And my feeling on it was just like, I get it. I also get how now it's different today than when I was a kid mm-hmm. because we didn't have social media. Right. So like the haranguing was less constant and all that stuff. I get that circumstances are different. Um, so I'm not fully aware of the situations, but I'm also like, I do think a little bullying is necessary in schools well, and in life because I, it I teaches you it, how to deal with... Yeah. Adversity. Yeah, if you, if you grow up people. in school and nobody, an opponent, and, an object, like a goal that you need to get over. If, or get if you to. grow up in school and nobody makes fun of you, everybody plays with you that that you ask to, and like everybody plays. It's like, oh well, then you're not going to be prepared for Anything. college, much less the real world. Yeah. And you also, know, your like, life's soon, really going to be boring. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And just, sometimes it's like, look, there's there's grudges I probably hold from like kindergarten the people right. that I'm just like I will never come back around I still hate that motherfucker yeah. you know and yeah. it's just it just it's it stays with you and it's like I think I think it's good you know and look I think that yes your parents should certainly be a positive force in your life and, and encouraging but yeah they also need to let you know it's like yeah sometimes you gotta go in those situations right. where things are gonna make you feel bad and that's why I think like tuning into the MTV awards isn't something where you should feel like it, it's it, you know and if you're gonna be triggered by a comedian talking you probably shouldn't just she watch was there present no she I think she there. no I think she just watched it uh-huh. So I think but it was just like, well, why way, did you watch it? Either way, publish this woman's. Thing. I I don't remember where I read it. I didn't I didn't make a good enough but that's note. The but thing too, if you're like, watching it, turn it off. Well, there's that. Fuck off. That yeah. creates if a you're safe space. There, it's called disconnect. You're out in public. It's the world. Live yeah. Live, live but either way, it's like yeah. yeah. And and I mean like the the MTV Awards. You know, yeah, it's like 30 years ago, but they had Andrew Dice Clay perform on it. You know, yeah. it, it's not like there's this <laughs> reputation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like there's this reputation of it being a safe space. Yeah. Now, like if it, you know, I guess Taylor Swift performed at the beginning. You probably felt included because she wants you to buy her fucking records. Yeah. So mm-hmm. or whatever. I do feel that's a whole weird argument to be made about Taylor Swift and just anyway, that's a whole other. No, it's fine. But I mean, it's like I can Swift get like kick to the. She cunt. just does a good job at like, like empowering. Or that could be the title you know, of the like episode. Having a message of empowerment, but not really stepping behind any no. cause. Like, ex- but then yeah. all her backup dancers are like people of color yeah. but she's the front of this like movement and she's like oh, I'm all about this and it's like you need to create the space and give other people the space you can't say like I'm leading the movement it's like no not you I'm no. leading the movement for inclusivity <laughs> yeah, like, as the person who's me. been included in everything <laughs> yeah you're not doing that Taylor I'm sorry <laughs> I'm really good at being included I'm here to show you how <laughs> <laughs> be a cool kid 
And I mean, okay, look, Echo Smith. I, get out of here, Missouri. <laughs> you want to know how not to get bullied? Just be fucking cool and popular. Right. Yeah. Just be problem. awesome. Yeah. Right. Uh, are you hot? Then why are you getting bullied? Yeah. What's right. wrong with you? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, Taylor Swift does a good job in trying to empower uh, girls who are already hot and attractive <laughs> and skinny and you know, and, and all, all that. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. You're, you're right. It's not like. Well, I think she did. Uh, well, she, people like fall all over themselves sometimes when she does stuff, and I'm like, really? Like. Yeah. She's always she been fucking fine. It's like she's broken up with like twenty guys. Is that all this heartbreak? I'm like, it's uh, it's not I mean, to say that Taylor Swift has not but faced just, adversity. But she just breaks up with guys so she can write a new song. Do you remember when everybody wanted to date Taylor Swift? That was like the thing where it'd be like the that. random guys in the audience be like, I just want to go on a date with Taylor. This was like back wow. when she was like, when she was a country first, singer. Yeah, like okay. when she was first coming out, be like, I Which, just want to go on a date. She was with never her. really a country. I know, but that's uh, basically how it started, though. Where I'm coming around to this is like after the amount of shots she has to have taken, that's news goods. Well. Reduce, recycle, reuse, yeah. as we said not that long Did ago. mean for this to become this disparaging <laughs> conversation about Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Look, it's... because then we can't do the same thing and then start to speak of her like in a certain kind of way. But at the same time, I'm just saying like the MTV Music Award, like Taylor Swift, there are people performing like, I don't know, it's just, it's always such a gray area because no one's going to be, I mean, you could have the most like perfectly executed thing and someone's going to find a reason to be pissed off. Right. I mean, I think that, and I think that you have people that look for a way to be pissed off at the perfectly executed thing, or yeah. to hate the perfectly executed thing, right. you know, and just be like, "Yeah, that's terrible." You know, like the Russian judge. Oh, you mean like in like the Olympics? The traditional yeah, the, the, the Russian yeah, it took me a yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. it was it was always like East German, but it's the same. Yeah. It's the same difference. It's the same. Well, they they would you know basically you would have like the judges you know the the American judge would give a ten and oh, like the yeah. British judge would give a nine and you go all the way down and then there's like the Russian or East German judge like six. Yeah, <laughs> just to be like. You could have been I better. I thought it was okay. You could be better. <laughs> could be I've better. seen better Plenty from three-year-olds in yeah. Mother yes. Raja. By the way, all of our accents better than Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch mm. in uh, Age of Ultron. It's me! Scarlet Witch! <laughs> so My brother's really fast! So I guess the the moral of, of comedy is good for Dave Chappelle for, you know, obviously he has the cover, the uh, comfort of having a big Netflix deal and whatever he was going to turn in, they were going to put on. For sure. Also, again, just... Anybody watching a stand-up special by Dave Chappelle titled Sticks and Stones yeah. mm-hmm. and not expecting exactly what that stand-up was mm-hmm. is you're just not really making informed yeah. decisions. And by the way, like it, it delivered on all the things that I would have expected, but because of the backlash, I somehow just thought it was going to be like worse. I, like I didn't know what that was going to be. That's what, when I heard about the backlash, because yeah. I just watched it because I was like, oh, new Chappelle. I'm right, excited sure. to see it. And then I was like, I think I mentioned it to you guys where I was yeah. like, oh, this is so funny. And that was before I saw there was any controversy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saw the controversy and was immediately like, but but about what? Like I didn't even get it at first because I was like, no, it was all. But and, and it's like it's also like, have it. you seen right. anything he's done before? You um, know, I mean, anyone like d- this isn't like his first special. It's right. not like young young unknown comic David Chappelle takes the stage. <laughs> what is he got? Like he jerked off in front of other people consensually because well, he talks about un- that. <laughs> he does talk about that, which and I thought it was funny when he's talking about Louie. You know, it's actually very funny. So I just yeah. never thought Louie was very funny. So when that happened, I was like, "Good, that guy fucking did not." Do I always thought he really? was. I, I thought he was creepy, but I thought he was hysterical. He's I, creepy, I, creepy, but he's super funny. He just always just seems like such a fucking asshole. 
Yeah, Probably, it's but his I thought shtick, he was a good comedian. Asshole, yeah, like, totally. It feels genuine. I was like, I but don't like, want to spend a single second It's like second Larry David. Person. I'm sure really is an asshole, but he's so funny. He's, on that. I love Larry David. Yeah, but he's definitely, the zero doubt, zero percent doubt in my mind that to Larry me, David like is an asshole. it's like less of an asshole. It's just unbearable to be around because he's so particular. Who? Larry? Larry David. Yeah, that's true. You know, that creates the Seinfeld thing. You know, like, he, I, he didn't, every time I watch Curb, I'm like, I don't feel like Larry David's an asshole. He's just, he's an asshole because he's so particular, but he's not an asshole. Louis C.K. really feels like an asshole. I think, I think you're right. I did find him very funny, and if I were to see new material from him, I would probably laugh. I don't, Louis? I don't, yeah, I don't know how it well, gets no, him getting fun of the- fucking Parkland kids getting shot. No, that was but, like one of those things so, where like Dave Chappelle so, does it so, in a way where it's like he's kind yeah. of walking a line to prove a point. But I, I heard Louis was like pissed off and, doing an open mic one time. Right, like, you, God, well, you're just not funny. And then dude. that's the problem too is that because if you are a comedian and you're working out, uh, you're working out material, there is going to be somebody there that records it and then it's going to show up. Chappelle talked about that. I think he talked. Did he talk about it in the special or in the epilogue afterwards? I think it was the epilogue afterwards. He talked about how he was he was trying something at an open mic night and. They it was no it was like a gig and they they take your phones away so you can't film yeah. it, but there was a reporter there who took very detailed notes so all the shit that he was working on that wasn't fully formed yeah. uh, was then published and you know so then he had to talk about it I was like well yeah I mean I was just trying to be funny and I think I forget what Louis said about the Parkland kids I, I I've heard he was that just clip. like calling them like whiny kids and like fucking lazy assholes the ones and who stuff. the ones who lived yeah 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 and that's the thing is I'm like I oh do yeah, still- I know I know what he said he said that it's like. You didn't actually do anything. You just didn't get killed. I think that's based. Maybe those aren't the words. It's like the show Survivor. <laughs> I just think that there, there really is. There really can be a limit to certain things. Yeah. And it, no, when you're and, making and, fun of and, a recent like and, fucking mass murder, basically, like, hey, if nobody sat you, because he, here's the other flip side of like people who always want safe spaces is people who are like in your face assholes. I'm like, you need to have some fucking common sense. Yeah. So there's the, that's the other side of it. I'm like, you don't just also get to go out and say whatever you want, thinking that there's going to be no repercussions and it's not going to come back to you or something's going. You do have to have some fucking pra- like pragmatic ability to think your way out of just being a moron and so when he made those jokes I was like one they're not funny two you sound like a fucking dickhead right and three I hope you never come back because that is like you. let's probably not make jokes about the mass murder of children let's probably miss that one and find a write a, something that's legitimately funny because that's apparently what you're good at and all you're yeah. proving is that you fucking suck well I can you know and look I think if you know who knows what the context is what's leading up to that where you know you, you take it there and maybe you try something and look he didn't put that in a special I mean, he nobody's no, airing but specials. Still, I, the fact that he leaves the house and it never entered his mind not to say that. Right. Well, I don't know. It might not have even like, entered his mind fucking... to say it until he said it. And I'm perfectly fine with somebody saying that on a stage as long as they're willing to be like, yeah, I said it. Uh, yeah. I prob- Maybe I shouldn't have. You know? And, like, you don't even need to apologize for things that are said on a comedy stage. Maybe mm-hmm. just know that, like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have said that. If you can at least entertain... And you know, people don't like the apology that's like, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. But sometimes, if you don't even say that, yeah. and I don't really... Re- well, he doesn't have to worry about reacting to the way people felt about that clip. Yeah, you because know, he was already He's kind already of below in. the radar, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, and it's, you know, but then it's like, oh, so do I have to, like, take back laughs I had of Louis C.K., you know, in decades past? Because and I don't know, Chappelle just really talks about him like just the jerk off thing, jerking. Yeah, the jerking off thing, you know. And it's just like how sad it is to just watch some guy who just came on his stomach. I think that's part of what he's talking about. He's like he was basically saying that one was like if 
if somebody was offended, if one of the women who was part of the Louis C.K. thing was particularly offended by that part and brought that up and that was a controversy, I'd be like, oh, I get it. Yeah, he's kind of minimizing your experience, so cool. Yeah. But it's like beyond that, the rest of it is just like there's no direct victims. Like that's one where there's a direct like he's basically saying that like, oh, this thing that upset these women. And that was another thing where it's like my opinion on that whole situation is just like, I don't know how I feel about it entirely because I was aware of it before yeah. it was an I, issue. Yeah, I'd heard about and it. And I was just like, oh, that's a weird thing that he does, but apparently it's not enough of an issue for any of these people to have, like, and I don't. Cared. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the women who told the story told it long before the story came out. They told it, like, on a podcast or something, and then it got kind of reposted or mentioned, and those women weren't the ones who made a big deal about no, it. It's likely and not the women that he, he did, did it, it in to, front because of. Because if, yeah. if he did it in front of them and it was an issue, then he probably would have gotten arrested for, like, essentially oh, yeah, assaulting so like if, somebody. Right, well, you night, say that, but, but money and fame and power can go uh, a long way. I, 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 look, and I, I can understand that, but I'm saying there would have probably... Somebody would have tried to press charges or do... I would hope... And I also understand that that's the point. Well, and that's what I hope saying. that rape victims do the same thing and nobody fucking listens to them. I get it. I'm just saying, like, the joke that he was making was, like, he was minimizing by saying, like, oh, there's nothing threatening a big, a big fat guy who's, like, jerked off on yeah. himself. And I get that. I get the idea of, like, uh, the whole thing, the way it comes, like, sometimes it's talked about it. Like, it was consensual. Like, he was like, can I jerk off in front of you? And then did it. Sometimes it's mentioned as, like, he would get in the doorway so you didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. And it was, like, a lot less of, like, a, hey, can yeah. I jerk off in front of you type thing. So my thing is, like, I don't even know what the situation... It probably was sometimes one and then sometimes the other. Like, I'm, if you do that a bunch yeah, of Yeah, I mean, Sarah Silverman times, talked about it, and she was like... that. He was like... She was just like, uh, yeah, if you're going to do that, yeah, I want to see it. You know, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. You know? So, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways <clears throat> to look at it. And, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, for him to to not be, I don't know. I mean, because there's there's a special he shot for Netflix that they didn't that they didn't do anything with because mm -hmm. that that story happened. Yeah. He had that movie that didn't come out. This all happened at that the time. The movie was definitely not going to work out though, because yeah, you know what the didn't plot like was, was a movie. Was. Oh yeah, it was, it, it was basically him fucking his like friend's young daughter that was like age inappropriate. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. whole thing was like it was not going to work. This is not going to work out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that 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 movie in particular wasn't going to go. So and I yeah. I don't know. I don't think he... Look, he still performs. Like, he'll still do sure, shows. Yeah. He just doesn't tour and, like, do the... You know, it's Has not Has anybody seen him live? I have, you and have? it was great. Like, this is, like, 10 years ago. Uh, he did 90 Minutes, which... That's that's obscene for comedy. I, I told Dennis that the next morning, and he's like, it sounds like a cry for help <laughs> that he did 90 Minutes. But it was so funny, and uh, name drop, Christina Applegate was sitting in front of me. She nice. was very pregnant. She was laughing so hard, I thought she was gonna her water was going to break. Oh but it was so funny. And I was just like, yeah, this is great. I always mm -hmm. found it to be very funny. I thought that his TV show was good when it was Which good. Which one? The, oh, not Lucky Louie. Uh, yeah. The the Louie for yes. FX. Very self-indulgent at times, but I did also think it was, when it was good, it was great. It was, yeah. like, amazing. Like, when he dated the fat girl. Mm -hmm. Like, that was fantastic, you know, just because, you know, just for having, being able to have her point of view and him being the asshole. And I think a lot of people don't want to be the asshole on their own show. Yeah. But he's clearly an asshole, and Will's not wrong about that, by the way. He's definitely an asshole. He's an asshole. I just I did find him funny. I haven't heard any new stuff in a while. The but, greatest uh, thing that ever could have happened to Dane Cook was all this stuff with Louis C.K. 
Did anything happen on Dan Cook? Did he actually do something? He was a Louis. I mean, he was accused of like stealing a bunch of Louis C.K. Oh jokes. yeah, yeah. And, and, and Louis, Louis, Louis had him on his show. Yeah, actually, to talk about was, yeah. that. It was yeah. actually really funny. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, he's like, so, "What do you think? You're the only person who has itchy asshole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who exactly. makes an observation about an itchy asshole? Uh, so I don't know. I I think uh, will if you uh, if you do check it out, I'd be interested to see what you think. If I you're able to think it's like funny. I also saw him live in college in Boston. Yeah. And I was in the front row, like front, front row. Yeah. And I, that Did was he felt, come on you? He wanted to. Okay. That was, it was the hardest I've ever laughed at, like anything, like movie, TV, yeah. comedy show. Like I couldn't breathe, like half the show. And there was a bunch of jokes in there that were just like so dumb that like I've heard again, and they're just like not nearly as funny. The whole one about um, I don't know if you've ever heard the one where it's like he's somewhere with his daughter and a donkey, or there's like ponies, and it like bites her hand, and so he punches it in the face. And then he's like, oh, no, I hope that, like, that wasn't, like, a thing or whatever and goes and researches it. And it's, like, a whole thing about, like, yeah, and you know how the internet is. Like, half the people are saying, like, how could you ever hit a pony? But apparently they bite all the time. And the other half is, like, people who don't punch their ponies in the face make me sick. That's <laughs> 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 actually really funny. Well, uh, I would like to talk more about uh, the Chappelle special at some point, and uh, it's it's always good that for when people have an opinion on something, it's something that they've actually seen, which is not the case for the Joker movie. Oh boy! So here's the thing about the Joker movie is that people saw it at some uh, some film festivals, and by the time this posts, I think some more screenings will have happened. I know somebody I think is seeing it tonight, but there was one really bad review. And they said that the Joker movie is a, quote, toxic rallying cry for incels. And that's a term that I think a lot of people hear. It means involuntary settlement. But uh, I think that... I thought it was for prisoners. They were incels. They are. <laughs> okay, I did like that. I, I wish I didn't like it, but I did. I can't help it. So... Uh, and then at the same time, you have people who are raving about what a great performance it is. You have some people who are like, oh, you know what? He overacts a little bit, but it's still interesting. Sure. So, uh, Will, I, I know you need to leave in a little bit, but I wanted to start with you. Just sort of your thoughts on as we get closer to the Joker movie, your thoughts about it, but then where you think this reaction comes from. Because that review, I believe it was from Time Magazine has led a lot of people to say, like, see, I knew that this was going to be bad. I yeah. knew that this was bad. We don't need this movie right now. Right. This is a movie for white men to excuse how bad they are. And if you see the movie and you feel that way, that's how you feel. Sure. But it's like somebody's review has, like, reinforced people's opinion about other things. Yeah. So I wanted to give you the first chance to weigh in on the movie itself and this, this sort of groundswell of negative support that... Doesn't seem to derail the movie, but I mean, people are trying. I'm excited for it, and I, Joaquin Phoenix is such a wonderful actor that when they announced that they were going to do this movie, I was like, "What a dumb fucking idea! I don't need this at all. There's sure. no Joker movie that could like. I just want Batman in it. You could put the Joker in it again, but just make sure it's Batman." Yeah. And they're like, "No, it's going to be like this else, other worlds kind of thing." And I was like, "This is so dumb." And then they were like, "It's going to be Joaquin Phoenix," and I was like, "Oh, never mind. 110. percent I'm in." There's only one other way that you would have been more in. Oh, uh, the Joker will be played by William Sterling. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know if I quite the could do that. Joker will be played by Heath Ledger after he's gone through the same voodoo ceremony as Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Perfect. Perfect. But, <laughs> but, but <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited for it. The trailers look really good. I like that it's like I'm now on board like, what I was resistant to before, I guess maybe just because of Joaquin Phoenix, that like, oh, we're just exploring this character in like a one-off thing, and then that'll just kind of be it. Um and I just think he's really committed. I, 
it you know they've compared it to Taxi Driver a lot. So so yeah. yes, I am excited, and I. I work hard to not read any reviews before, and I saw I must maybe that headline or another headline. Where I think like, I might have shared that headline Phoenix with you. Phoenix overacts, yeah. blah blah blah, or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, shut up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I get that reviews are allowed to go out, positive or negative. By but the way, by the way, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, and certainly Cesar Romero, they all overact, sure. but in a way that's where part it's, of the it's part of the character. Right. Yes, you're overacting because that's what the character calls that's for. What he but anyway, is. sorry, finish your thought. But. People are always looking for a reason to support something, regardless of like um, examples in the opposite Jurassic World. Or people are always looking for reasons to be angry and not support something. It's the same thing. um, If it's a past, present, future that we've been talking about, but you know, with with being angry and canceling people, people are always looking for something to hang on to as a movement, and people are are very gullible and susceptible to being led astray um, in many ways. And as far as entertainment goes, like that's how you see like really rabid fan bases, and then you see people who are more casual or relaxed, and then you see people who like can't be happy with anything, and it's just like I just think it's really sad that what people are admitting is that before they see a movie. They are just, and that's going to be indicative of their lives in general, too. You're ready to pass judgment before you experience something. Yeah. And so you're ready to say that this is bad because of one other person who said this, or two or three other people. And it's not like your best friend saw it and no. told you. It was right. like, it's, a, it's you know, I have it's no It's a guy idea. who works for Time Magazine. Yeah. You're like, okay. And someone who barely has a job anticipating <laughs> Time Magazine's review yeah. of the Joker to yeah, be what like was the, that was the one was that there, we're hanging our was, hats on. What it was like this guy's <laughs> review of the Dark Knight, right? You know, right. did he love Suicide Squad? Right. Because then he clearly has no taste. Right. So I just think it's stupid, and like I, people should always be making their own opinions about everything. Yeah. Um, I think once the movie comes out, if you know, uh, and look, I've seen the this sort of rallying cry. I've seen picked up from people. In my personal life that I like a lot, uh, there's a, a couple of women that I know that they were just like, see, I knew this was bad. And I was like, I don't want to have that conversation with them. But I'm like, I think you should probably see the movie before you you say that this proves that point. Mm-hmm. Yes, somebody's review is reinforcing that, but maybe see the movie. But now it's like, I think that some people just weren't going to see it anyway. Yeah, And then it's like... All right, but if you don't see it, you don't really know what I, it is. I didn't see Aladdin or The Lion King because oh. when I saw the trailers, I was like, I, I just don't feel like I need to see them. You've I, never seen the original Disney classics of Aladdin, Aladdin or Lion King? Yes, the, the classic yes, the 2019 classic. version yeah, yeah. of both of those films. Because I was just like, <laughs> I don't think that these will really... And also, I'm not super precious with those Disney movies, so like, I know a lot of people will take a big deal. But the fucking thing I didn't do was start talking about how it looked bad and how it was going to suck and it already sucked. And But, Jeff, how was Aladdin? They're bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he sucked. So right, it's different. But, but and still, I thought like, they looked bad, but I was like, I'm just not going to see them. But right. even still, like, his opinion or your opinion don't sway me in a way to say, like, well, now I'm going to take this and share it with yeah. the rest of the world. I'm like, I didn't see them. So if somebody wants to say, like, oh, I can't believe you didn't see it, I'm not going to... It's the same thing with Game of Thrones. I don't say, ever say that Game of Thrones is bad. I have. I just say <laughs> I don't like it. I've just never seen and it. And I have my reasons, and if people want to know about it, then I can tell them. But yeah. I don't go around being like, fuck this show. This show sucks. This show's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. clearly, I'm in the minority. So whatever. Yeah. People need to just grow up. Uh, oh, you're a minority? Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff and I will continue Call that, that conversation. Uh, will does have to go, but I know someone who recently had uh, a meeting with HBO, and apparently they have a concerted effort for their new series to show loving consensual sex. 
So, like, Watchmen, they're going to do... Well, I don't know, but apparently they've gotten that note that uh, apparently apparently the, the rapes are uh, going to be a thing of the past. Oh, really? That's what they're saying. You See? remember when we used to talk about that on this podcast? Yeah. When we used to say things that we could probably get canceled for? Yeah. And one of my talking points was, like, there is two... We have trivialized rape. Let yeah. it be known here that many, well, many years ago, regardless of what I said to be an idiot... Yeah. Oh, you were at the forefront of this? In entertainment. You can't. I just think it's wrong. Just it can be a thematic topic, yeah. and it does. It has a place, but not the way HBO used it. Oh, not yeah. the way American Horror Story used it. Turn it on your head. So what Will Sterling just said is that we shouldn't have been depicting sexual assault, so that we weren't conscientious of it, and the Me Too movement could never have happened. Was that what he said? You're right. You're right. Could be suffering. Yep. Well, unfortunately, on that yep. note, Will that's Sterling has been canceled. <laughs> he has. Been uh, that's the funny thing is, if you want to, if Will's running late and you want to get an extra minute out of him, uh, bring up a feminist issue, and he's like, God damn it, I can't leave. I have to weigh in. Anyway, that's uh, Will Sterling, everyone. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram, at Will Sterling underscore. But, Jeff, this kind of reaction to the Joker movie, which, again, people haven't seen. I want to see it. If somebody sees that trailer and is like, yeah, still looks bad, I don't want to see it, I'm like, okay, don't go see it. But you probably shouldn't then talk about what garbage it is. But what are your thoughts on sort of both sides of that? I just, I mean, look, if you think that you watch a movie about a well-known villain, irredeemable villain, yeah, and you you get from that like he's he's emboldening people who are pieces of shit, it's like then you don't understand what a movie is or what you're yeah. seeing. Like I, I, nobody goes, nobody saw Avengers: Infinity War or Endgame and then went, I should figure out a way to eliminate half of the life in the universe. Oh no, I did. I, I, I was Team Thanos all the way. No, see, you're wrong. You need to eliminate all the life in the universe because I don't want anybody on the roads. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even oh half yeah. The cars no, no, you on know the roads what? That's right. It's still too many. Okay. Yeah. So Thanos didn't go far enough. <laughs> exactly, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, and it's like I don't know. I mean, it's so it's a. It seems like it's a little bit of a more intellectual take on this character, but at the end of the day, it's a comic book movie. Mm. What, are, what are you looking for from your comic book movies that you're going so far out on the limb to say that this is the embodiment of everything that's wrong with contemporary society, i.e. white men? And I'm like, okay, so if he was if he was black joker or maybe he was a homosexual joker like which by the way i I, it's hard to tell on on the joker really where he's at he's fairly asexual uh i guess except in the the killing joke uh animated movie i guess there's there's some implications there but other than that it's just like all right so is that gonna make it all right if it's not joaquin phoenix if it was idris elba as the joker and i can't believe will like has now not here for the idea of idris elba as the joker um I'm a joker. I'm a real jester. I'm a, I'm a smoker. A midnight toker. <laughs> I take more music on a run, eh? So, uh, but I don't know. So, it, 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 is this just people that any excuse to push their narrative on the world? It, it sounds that way. You know, it, it's almost like when other people haven't seen the movie and they're latching on to this one person's judgment of it, it's... My perception of it is it's probably one of two things. It's either you want to jump on and say, like, yes, I also don't support this. 
to do that, you know, uh, that very fun word that everybody uses, uh, what is it, value proposition or whatever you're like. Value, uh, virtue signaling? Virtue signaling. Yeah. That's, that's what I was looking I, for. By the way, I, 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 I was on the virtue signaling uh, team in high school. We would come out before nice. the soccer matches. And we okay. would virtue is that what signal. the flags yeah. said virtue? By the way, flags. Yes. Very Ooh. carefully. Yes, flags, Jeff. <laughs> uh, since Will's... Oh boy. oh boy, that's that's definitely. Oh a man, <laughs> yeah, that's his new one. Oh boy, has grown up into. Oh man, uh, yeah, and it just it feels like that, and I think that we can have a bigger conversation about the Joker movie once we've seen it, but also once the world has had a chance to see it. Not a few people at film festivals and and screenings that are starting to happen now, a couple weeks out, but you know, it's a conversation that people can have. But it's just like. You don't know that it really does represent that just because m- maybe the person who wrote that review for Time magazine went in there with that agenda mm. and that's they're like yeah that's what we're going to that's what we're going to show. So interestingly I, I was talking about this the other day uh where it's just or yesterday I think it was where I feel like we've kind of hit this point where it's the overcorrections, right? Like not to get into politics but it's like the same way that some people could say that uh, Trump was an overcorrection from like the more liberal agendas that were happening under Obama's administration, yeah. I feel like we're seeing some of that societally. With look, just to interject, and it, it, this is not about the people who voted or the candidates themselves. Odds were pretty good that you weren't going to go from uh, the first black president to the first woman president. It yeah. didn't matter who the candidates were. I think just people are like, yeah, I just kind of want to go. Back to the way I want, I kind of want to make America great again, you know, but no, it's just, you know, there's sort of an overcorrection. It's like how an incumbent president often will be reelected, but then that party almost always gets, except for Reagan to Bush 41, you don't get three terms from the same party. I mean, mm-hmm. since FDR, you know, it's just like, no, we're good now. Let's go the other way. Let's yeah. check out the other thing. And the other thing happened to be Daniel Daniel Trump. Mm. Wait a minute. Is that Tosh Trump.0? Trump.0. <laughs> but it also, you know, was just, you know, it was more of a reaction to, you know, just running one of the least likable public figures of the last 30 years in Hillary Clinton. And you can you can think that she could have been a good president, but you certainly know she's unpopular. Mm-hmm. That's that that's a fact. That's not an opinion. Yeah. Whether or not she'd be a good president, that's an opinion. Because we won't know. But knowing that she was unpopular, uh, and it's why, you know, I know we weren't going to talk about politics, but it's why I'm like, yeah, you don't run Elizabeth Warren because it doesn't matter that she's different. The optics are kind of the same. It's like, hey, remember Hillary? Yeah, this is another uh, this is another um, uppity white woman with one eight thousandth Cherokee blood or whatever uh, <laughs> trying to lecture you and scolding you for how you live your life. I've heard that Elizabeth Warren tries to do a lot of blood packs with Native <laughs> Americans just to up that percentage. <laughs> blood brothers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's that's not really the point we're trying to make. And I'm sure that Will's like, oh no, we're talking we're talking about politics, but that's all right. It's better. Uh, so yeah, look, I'm reserving judgment on the Joker movie. I think I'm inclined to agree with it getting a standing ovation for a few minutes mm. f- for people saying that, yeah, this is this is really impressive. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, but, you know, it's it, in the back of my mind is going to be like, 
oh, this scene is going to be an example of what they're saying, you know, what this contingent's saying. I'm probably going to push it so far out of my mind because I just think that whole thing is just silly. Yeah. It's just silly. It's just, it's, you're looking for something dumb to be offended over. It's like, um, I don't know. I I was thinking about this before. I don't remember exactly what the context one was, but it's basically like, I, I think the worst thing that has happened to us now is that we've hit a point where anybody being offended or upset about anything legitimizes that feeling of upsetness, especially if you're not a white cis male. Yeah. So, oh, you're, uh, you know, you're uh, a gay white male. Oh, but you're slightly upset by this thing. Well, then that's a totally legitimate thing to be upset about. Anybody who's doing that is a monster, and we need to get them. Yeah, <clears throat> it just even it, even if somebody that is of the exact same background is like, no, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's like, oh, we have to make sure we're we're going so hard to like legitimize people being upset about things because of all the times that we ignored legitimate complaints that now we're giving credence to illegitimate complaints. We're treating things that where it's like where the appropriate reaction should be like, hey, you look, yeah, I agree that what that person did wasn't cool, but you're overreacting. Like, you need to let it go. Like, you have this visceral anger, and you're wanting to to dismantle this entire person's life when all they did was, in a, like... Well, I don't. I don't even want to say what. Uh, give an example, just because it's like. Well, it's hard because it, it it can it can kind of trivialize your example if you pull it off the top here. But I know I know what you're saying. You know, and this is really a, a bigger issue, and it's a bigger conversation that we're going to have next time mm. on the podcast. And usually that's the end of the episode. But I I, I use the phrase the wrong way because uh, we should tidy up. Some business here. Uh, the first thing that I want to mention before we go is you heard in the intro music and you're going to hear in the outro music that uh, two perfect examples of how we're just getting old because uh, you heard in the beginning, you heard a song from The Cars, Rico Kasich from The Cars Died. He was a, allegedly either 70 or 75. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a pretty good run, but I had no idea that dude was that old. Uh, and then we're, uh, uh, Eddie Money's going to uh, take us home tonight. And he also passed away. And then it's just like, oh yeah, those songs were like 30 plus years ago. So then you start to figure out like, oh yeah, these people are in their 70s. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's what happens. Because these are like, just, neither one of them are like my favorite bands. I just, they have a, some really catchy songs and there were such these like big figures on MTV. I mean, these, the cars videos were just the weirdest, most innovative things that you ever saw, you know? I mean, at least at that point, and that's what MTV was. It was like music, eh, but look at it, you know, it's like, it sounds like Duran Duran, but didn't it look cool? And you're like, yeah, it sure did. So uh, it's just uh, it's just interesting that we're at a moment in time where you know the people who are dying that you think are like, oh, they're so young. No, they're no, they're old because you're old too. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, because you know when Rico Kasich or Kasich, I think you say it, Rico Kasich. Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> Rico Patrick. Racist. You're saying it wrong. You're saying it's wrong. It's Rico Patrick. But um, he uh, he was my age when he was in the height of the cars. And also, uh, he looked the way he did, and he married a supermodel in uh, Paulina Parstrowska. So it gives you hope to start your rock and roll 
or a supermodel. Just kidding. I got the only model I'll ever need in my wife. But yeah, I would like to start a band. That's what I'm asking you, Jeff. Thank yes. you for realizing Done. it. Obviously, right, I can run the turntables. Yeah, I, you you could run two turntables. I'll have a microphone, and uh, we'll, I'll, be the next, I'll be the next. I'll be the next. There's it. There it's it right there. Will, uh, Will, you're out uh, basically because you're not here. Uh, anyway, so uh, just uh, it, it, I just. I don't know. There's not much to really say about Rick Ocasek and Eddie Money, but of course, rest in peace. They seem like uh, nice, interesting people. Rick Ocasek produced one of my favorite albums, the first Weezer album. The the blue album is just called Weezer. Uh, so he also had sort of a you know that side of his career as well. So that's that's all the time we have now. Just wanted to explain the musical selection for this week on the Blackcast and Jeff DeRay. People can find you in a couple of places now, can't they? Yeah. You can find you on Twitter at Jeff DeRay. Yeah. But then also at your Mirror Universe version from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Earth 2, DeRay underscore Jeff. Yes. Now, DeRay Jeff was taken, actually. No, I, I just wanted, wanted, the I wanted an underscore because everybody else uses underscore. It's oh, so funny. Because I, I remember we were talking about it. Like, and oh, I just yeah. said DeRay Jeff before, but yeah, now but I use the underscore because yeah, it's, it's cooler. The underscore is cooler. <laughs> and yeah, that's the Mirror Universe. That's that's Jeff 2. So, mm-hmm. Although we had established on the black cast that Jeff Winstead is Jeff 2. Mm-hmm. So so uh, I'm Jeff 3. Is that like the evil Superman? Yeah. Uh, what's Bizarro Superman? Right? I thought that's Bizarro the, was uh That's the normal. square-headed one. Isn't that Bizarro? I don't know. Do we need Will, we need for, Will this for this <laughs> I'm trying to talk about DC Comics. I'm like, let me tell you what I know from the, the 60 episodes of the Super Friends that aired when I was a child. And that'll pretty I'm pretty much sure if they have rings that they can go together and right. you can form some kind of animal and no, or water-based thing. That's that's not no, that's not a real person. That's Ooh. Captain Planet. Not the Super Twins? Or no, Wonder Twins? Wonder Twins. Oh, Shape Up! Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Will Sterling... It has left the building, but you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Will Sterling. Jeff DeRay, a couple of places, as we mentioned, me at Christian DMZ and not DMZ Christian, but uh, maybe one day. Maybe I could also have an uh, DMZ yeah. Christian is just going to say all sorts of like devilish Satanist stuff. Oh, yeah. So it'll take like a like a my regular tweets and it'll just quote them and it'll just be like dot, dot, dot in hell. <laughs> so everything will just be Qu- quote dot, dot, dot six, six, six. Yeah. Just like the dumbest <laughs> Satanist ever. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but you can find that there. And, of course, at BlackCast on Twitter, The BlackCast on Facebook. Go ahead and give the thumbs up. It's not really a thumbs up, but it's it's an oral, A-U-R-A-L. Thumbs up is the ding, ding, ding. You uh, can also find BlackCast.com. That's all the time we have. We will continue the conversation next time on The BlackCast. It's always good that for when people have an opinion on something, it's something that they've actually seen, which is not the case for the Joker movie.
which we'll have to talk about another time because you have to go. All right. <laughs>